And cue the circus music. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, at least we're all here. I know Jared and I have been playing phone tag, trying to figure out how to get this lined up. And buddy, you've oh, been on man. vacation. We, we were on schedule last week, but dude, we the the world started flooding here, <laughs> which it doesn't happen in the desert very often. But when it floods, it's like crazy. It looked gnarly. It was, yeah. It's it's been nuts. I mean, we were we were we were literally just. One guy had a backhoe, and other guys had shovels, and people were digging, just trying to dig trenches around their house to keep the water from coming into basements and stuff. It was nuts for a minute. Just wow. trench all that to California and Oregon. Right. And we'll use that to put out these fires that are just... Yeah. I like dude. Don. He always... Uh, you know, Don's always famous, famous line was like, he's like, I am not certified to use anything with a wooden handle. Like, <laughs> I've got to go with the excavator. There's, there's no wooden handles in my life. No kidding kind of crazy yeah we've been having a huge drought and then it was just those monsoon storms that just pop up and man they blow they blow the they blow the water sideways so it's like it's just crazy it's it was crazy so at least it worked out now yeah we're i'm here (laughs) because we got something a little different today we actually had some listeners reach out directly to us uh with some questions and we thought you know maybe it's a good opportunity not every episode, but every once in a while to address a specific issue that somebody's having. You say listeners, so. like plural. like, like Well, we have one. at least two because two people sent questions. Okay. Yeah. It's so. legit. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Anything over three? Anything. We need, a third, we need a third person. We'll go ahead and start off then. What, what, what's our first topic that you got? As a, as so a the first one that came in was from Cody Knight. And he, it looks like he's hunting a young dog, uh, just turned two, trails good most of the time, solid tree dog once she gets there. The thing is that she relies on him 60% of the time to get there. So it sounds like the dog's not really completing the trail. Mm. So she might back trail to the truck while the others take off, or will trail out and come back to check in with me, then take back off on the track. I'm wondering if you have any tips to get her not to rely on him so much, basically. I'm going to pick on the new guy. Be did, gentle. Did you, did you? I know. Be gentle. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know your name. Did you say solid tree dog in that line? Yes, there was. Solid tree dog once she gets okay. there. So I so, feel like we can break this down. <laughs> There's I, I, can, I would pieces. probably take solid tree dog out of that out. statement first. You know what I mean? You just got to be real with what you have and so my first thing is is in my opinion and i'm whatever you know i mean everybody's got different opinions but that's not how i would identify a solid tree dog sure i make the guy mad already way to go buddy i mean let's so let's break it down you know a little bit yeah so trails good most of the time so the dog clearly knows supposed to follow scent right wouldn't you guys agree with that Yeah. yeah Uh, trails good most of the time. Solid tree dog once she gets there. So, okay, once she gets there. So, so for example, maybe once she locks down. Yeah, yeah, like finally gets there, puts two okay. and two together. Solid tree dog. Meaning that she finally starts treeing once she figures out what we're doing. See, yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's, I mean, I've taken young dogs in, in this country. They can't keep up with a big long bear race, so I'll walk a young dog into a tree. Mm-hmm. And it and there's a, on occasion they'll finally go oh cool I get what we're doing I understand mm-hmm. why we're you know they'll start smelling the tree and smelling the scent and 
look up and holy cow, there's a bear, and finally they'll click. So maybe that's what he's referencing. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm thinking too. So no knows that there's something up there. Yeah. Yeah, we would we would uh, it'd be awesome if we could have the person join us, but then I'd probably every guest I'd be he'd hang up on you probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that asshole. So well, I, uh, one of the things that come to my mind is is that the dog seems to be lacking confidence. So yeah. if she's coming back and trying to find you, or she's coming off the tree, or leaving a trail and coming back to check in with you, sounds like you've got a great bond with her, Cody. Um, maybe you don't need to work on so much more bonding type stuff. You yeah. need to start building her independence and confidence. For me, I know, I don't know about you guys, but I would not give any attention to that dog away from a tree. Like, At all. hands down, I wouldn't pet it, I wouldn't call it, I would I would almost just ignore it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, shy of, of a negative, if, if, and I would get to the point where I would almost, I wouldn't do it early on if it's that young of a dog, I wouldn't do it. But if it was one of my older dogs that knew better, I would scold them for leaving, leaving the, the tree. Leaving. You know? And I guess that's part of the info that we don't have. She's sure. two years old, but we don't know the experience level. Yeah. You know, is this a dog that just is getting started at two, or has she been going since she was six months? But I agree with you, buddy. I mean, that's my thought is clearly the dog understands that there's, like, let's say five puzzle pieces right there. Yeah. She knows what those puzzle pieces are. It's just putting them all together, and the handler is more of the distraction. So, yep. you know, I've had several dogs like this. It was hard to get them to just go. go. And that's exactly what I did. Ignore them. You know, They basically get turned loose, and they make the decision if they're going to go or not. And you know, if they didn't go, I would load the dog back up into the box, and it would miss out on the race, and I would get there. And just let that dog hear the tree job or let it hear the dogs running the animal close to the road and then let it go when it was more excited. And it might not have time to think about our personal connection. It was more focused towards the game. Yeah. Yeah. And one one thing, thing that I'll do. Uh, go ahead, Jared. I'll, I'll... Well, one thing I, I, I've done in the past with dogs trying to build confidence is we've talked about building a handle and doing the bond stuff. We've talked about that on the podcast. So in this scenario, I would actually take that dog and kennel it up with an older dog mm -hmm. and put them in the same kennel and try to get my old lead dog to be good buddies with this little young thing. And um, I would actually leave all the other dogs home. And so sometimes in training, for example, like with young dogs and we're trying to build confidence in the bird dog world, we'll try to alleviate all the distractions. So maybe if you're running five or six hounds, this young dog is just like bouncing all over and she's a me too dog and she doesn't even really, it hasn't always clicked in her head. So for me, I would step back and be like, okay, how can I make this process good? I'm going to put you and kennel you up with this older dog. And then the next couple of hunts, all I'm going to do is cut the older dog and you. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to see what, if that changes the dynamic in any way. Yeah. And I'd have a hard time with that one. Just because I'm not gonna, I don't have the opportunity when I when I get the opportunity to go hunt, like all my dogs are gonna go, and so I'm gonna give a whole another idea, which is like this is gonna be confusing for people, for some people, and it, it goes to to show you that there's so many different ways and different things that a person can do, but one of the things that comes to my mind is, is I would I would leash that dog off twenty yards from the tree, like make that dog away from the tree, and I see everybody's looking at me like what in the heck. 
And if it's not going to tree, if it's treeing, I'd pet it up right there at the tree. But sure. if it's not going to tree and it wants to run off and go do different things, I'd leash it away from there and I would get at that tree and I'm going to be as excited as I can be petting my old dogs, petting those dogs that are treed and mm-hmm. leaving that dog out. Because I want that dog to know this is where the excitement is for me, right? This sure. this tree, this is, well, this is a good dog, good dog, petting it up and whatever. And just watching that dog sit back and watch you like, hmm, you know, like I want to be over there getting petted, you know, dad's happy. And I'm over here away from the tree, and I don't like it. And I don't know if it works or not works, but that is one thing that I have I've consistently started doing is if I have a dog that's not treeing, I leash it up so it can't go anywhere. I don't want it running around. You know, I had a dog that would smell the backtrack or whatever, and I didn't want it doing that. I didn't want it just going off and doing its own thing and, and you know, having freedom. I wanted it to be, hey, we caught the animal. This is where, where the, the trail ends. And this is where you get petted. Um, so those are the the things that I would think about is, is don't pet the dog, you know, and, and that's hard to do when you're excited. You know, you get these dogs that come back on the track to meet you and, and they're excited. They're, oh, we caught this. You know, and it's like, I don't pet him until I get to the tree. So seeing devil's advocate, I wonder if he's asking what, how I read it is that the issue is not leaving the tree. Like once the dog gets there, it knows that that's the end goal. Yep. It's the trailing and coming back. Which that pops a bunch of questions in my head. Like Jared, you said, how many dogs are running with this? If you turn a puppy who really doesn't know or a young dog who doesn't really know in certain conditions with, let's say, six, eight dogs, is it ever even really getting enough whiff to know, hey, I'm switching into trailing mode or I'm just running down in there. I don't really smell anything. So I'm going to go check in with dad. Yeah. So, so, so uh, I've had that problem running multiple dogs, multiple young dogs. When I first got into hounds, it was like, okay, I got one or two lead dogs and I'd throw five dogs in behind it that knew nothing. And those five dogs just ran around and had a party and they weren't even in the game. It was like, whoa, they make a mess of it. Yeah. I'm like, I was messing things up. So kind of, you know, one of the pod, you got two parts here. We got a trailing part. We got a trailing problem because she's leaving the truck and then on my mind she's leaving the truck and then she's coming back she's not even making every tree and then he's walking her into a tree so mm-hmm. i think we got a trailing issue track issue and then we've got also what buddy's trying to point out is hey this is the end result this is what we're after the party's mm-hmm. here and if you want to be part of the party you need to get here right sure. so there's two there's two pieces of this puzzle maybe maybe even more but there's two that stand out big to me and so yeah. my idea was if I can get the tracking part done and figured out by alleviating all the other dogs and seeing what is the dog just running around being an idiot or is she really trying to put her nose to the ground and trail? Yeah. Cause yeah, I think, Oh, go if, ahead. Buddy. If you're, and I didn't catch that part, but if he's, if it's not starting, if it's not, if it's failing to launch or whatever you want to call it, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> if it comes back, absolutely put the dog in the dog box you know like i don't mm-hmm. a, a dog doesn't get to hang out with me unless it's a young young pup you know what i mean like if it's not going at all if if it doesn't know the tree you know what i mean if, if this pup has never seen a tree sure you know i'm talking i, I take my pups out at 10 weeks you know two months right. they just they just hang out they're on my lap they're just babies yep then uh, they're on the road with me and they're hanging out and they're you know it's always they got the dogs and they jump on them and the dogs take off on a track and they stand at the edge of the road looking like, where in the hell did everybody go? You exactly. <laughs> right. That's okay. You can come around and lick my boots. Those little puppies get to lick my boots for a little while. But then when it starts to go and and we come in and I walk those dogs into the tree um, 
and it comes back, you know, if it's like, if you know, it knows there's a track there and it just doesn't want to go, then right. that dog's going to the dog box. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it, and I close the, I close the, the sides up if I can, you know, even if, you know, I don't want, I don't get too hot in there, but I don't want it sitting its head out. I want it to be like, I, I want to be like, Hey, you want to be out with those dogs, you know? And I really try and make it that it's like, when you're out of the dog box, stay with the pack. You know, you, you, you're there to hunt. And if you want to be here with me, until we get to the tree, that's when 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 I turn into a nice guy. Yeah. So, how do we build? How do you build? How would you tell a, a a new houndsman how how do I build confidence in a trailing? How do I get my hound to trail better? That is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, or or build confidence to go out there and go with the older dogs because a like a five six month old. I've been cutting a couple of them loose and they're going you know 600 yards and then they're getting like uh crap i don't know where everybody went i don't know really what i'm doing and so they come back to me right and it's like okay get back in the box and like buddy said i'm not really petting them up for coming back but i'm just and i'm not i mean they're so young i'm not going anywhere but yeah and i think how, how, how do you guys build confidence say you've got a we're talking about a two-year-old here, but maybe the mental maturity of this dog is more like eight months. Yeah. So if I got one of those dogs and I'm starting, for our listeners, how would I build confidence in, in a young hound like that to get him to go? Just go. For me, the answer is patience. patience. I mean, honestly, it's 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 knowing that that dog's not ready. And, you know, you can push things. You know what I mean? You can do the hot dog. You know, for me, I, I just don't do the hot dog drags. I don't do a lot of drags. Sure. Very little stuff. You know, I mean, I may do some training or something in the beginning, but I've, I've just come to terms that it's like, hey, I have to let that dog develop a little bit. And when it goes 400 yards and comes back, I'm not, you know, beating it or mad at nope. it. It's just nope. like, hey, load up. Come on. You know, yep. you went that far and, and, and I hope he can hear the other dogs most of the time. You all get to a position where you can hear the other dogs. Man, they, they want, and I won't let him go a lot of times. You know, I, mean? I don't let him go the second time. Yeah. I, he, he needs to go from the front and, and right. so sometimes it's just like, yeah, it sucks because you got this young dog that you're driving around and you're thinking in your head, <laughs> he ain't learning nothing in the box. <laughs> but, yeah, no right? kidding. I, in my head, I'm like, I'm hoping he's learning something in the box because you know, <laughs> yeah, he's learning to stay your butt in there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be in the box. That's what I want him to learn is you don't want to be in the box. Right. So yeah. that, that old saying, you don't learn nothing in the box. I'm hoping there's one lesson that comes out of that, that it sucks being in the box. Yeah. That's their place to reflect. Because yeah. I'm the same way. That's what I'm saying. You get where they can hear them good. You get them excited. They forget all about anything except I want to see what's going on. Yeah. There you go. And it's, um, like Buddy said, patience. I don't think there's any way around it. You have to be super patient because you don't know when that dog's ready. I've had dogs that didn't start till they were a year and a half, almost two. two. Yeah. Um, you know, really doing a whole lot early on. I've had dogs start at four months. Yeah. But like my most recent pup, Twitch, um, you know, it, it took a little while. All of a sudden she goes on one and then comes back on one. And I've just gotten to the point with her. If they are still within hearing, I sit there. And if that dog goes down, you know, a cut bank and comes back 50 yards to me, I don't say a word to her. She's non-existent to me. And then we wait until those dogs are out of hearing. And if she hasn't gone by then, she goes in the box and that's it. Like last time out, she goes down, comes back, sat there for probably a minute, looked at me one last time and I watched her just bail off and that dog never missed a beat. 
you know, so it's just, you don't know when that dog's ready. Yeah. And that is a hard tie, especially like, it sounds like this guy has spent a lot of time and homework with the bond and building a relationship. And that is a hurdle that I think a lot of people don't talk about in a working dog. It seems to be it's hot or cold. You're either over the top, you know, influencing them, building really good relationships or they're tied up outside people think. And it's finding that balance where, you know, they trust you and you have this relationship, but they're not afraid to have the independence to go out. Right. And I think, you know, just, I mean, part of it, like I said, it it ties back into patience of we want these expectations and it just takes time for those dogs to form the, you know, a, a solid tree dog or, or a solid track dog or whatever it is. You know what I mean? You know, you're like, Oh yeah, that dog, you know, seven months, it was just, it was on fire. Well, I haven't had those dogs that, you know, I'm not saying they're not out there, but I've had to watch my dogs mature into something and, yes. and they just get better with consistent practice. And so it's like, yeah. there's times that they do things that need to be harshly corrected. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's, there's the situation, but there's a lot of times that it's like, it's just nonchalant. It's just like, hey, you're not ready. I can get all mad and do whatever. You're but indifferent. I can yeah. just throw them in the box and be like, well, this is your lesson for the day. You get to ride in the box because everybody else is, there's a cat track here and and uh, you don't want to go on it. So, One of the things that I, I've tried to talk to a lot of my clients about is don't get stuck on my dog is one years old, therefore he should do X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. Um, Try to try it as a dog man to learn how to gauge maturity, and you will see that in the yard. How you when you're interacting with the dogs, you'll see how that dog interacts with other dogs. So gauge the mature, maturity level of the dog. That will help you put together a plan that's going to be effective for that dog. So this dog's two years old. Again, it might be the maturity level of a one year old. She right, yeah. might be a slow slow mature. I, I read this question and I thought about it and I was kind of thinking also. You know how Buddy was talking about um, breaking dogs off of like deer and stuff. How mm-hmm. he leaves the young hounds and just goes, and then goes. and then they come back to the road and they're like, "Crap, where'd everybody go?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've kind of done that with a young dog that wanted to yo-yo on me, come back a lot. It was yeah. like I just left. Yeah, and then they came yeah. back to the road and they're like, "Crap, there's nobody here." And after ten minutes, they just decided to finally go and go down the track and get to with other dogs. And so, I don't know if I would be. Like with with this particular dog in this situation, I might cut her and an older dog and then get lost. Yeah. And I wouldn't even follow the race in. I wouldn't let her trail me, walk with sure. me into the tree. I'd be like, hey, it's time. You know, it's time for you to go. Go get some independence. Yeah. Yeah. And with with a GPS, like I, that's actually a really good point, Jared. Like I I do the same thing. Um, it 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 always sucks when you get that dog comes back and then hits the road and starts. Bombing down the road. Bombing down the road. road. Oh, yeah. Then you got to go get them, right? (laughs) Well, I make them run for a while before I get them, but you know, (laughs) you watch that GPS and it's like you're playing, you know, you're you're watching two races on the GPS. You're watching the good race and the bad race. You're like, I got to stay in the middle here so I can watch that pup so I don't get picked up. But at the same time, I don't want that. If I can make that pup find me at the tree, Oh, absolutely. There you go. That's the best. Right. But yeah, I was just thinking that time, I was like, I've had dogs that. And some dogs can flat cover freaking ground on a road. Right. I'm like, and they take the wrong way. I'm like, damn, you can't, you can't trail a F-350 Super Duty plus the diesel up. Dude, somebody told me the other day, he's like, yeah, I used to just pee on my tire. And then they knew which way to go at every intersection. And I oh. thought, 
as crazy as that sounds, that's actually quite genius if it works. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. The start trying that one. We'll try it on Buddy's truck. I can tell you right now, the ability to trail an F two fifty or F three fifty diesel power stroke and a cat. I don't see a great correlation on good dogs. No. Like you would think. <laughs> I've had dogs just flat go the wrong way on a diesel. I'm like, how can you not smell me? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Well, um, I think the buddy system that Jared was talking about earlier, kenneling, like yeah. I prefer to kennel my dogs separate, but it's the same way I believe in, in tethering, you know, and we've talked about that before. I know Jared, right. the importance of tethering a dog and being able to isolate a dog to achieve a certain training goal yeah. or to get that dog in a mindset. So this is kind of the opposite, but like my new dog turnout that I built, I've noticed a big improvement just because I can let those dogs go out and act as a pack, kind of like Buddy does at home. They just, they mingle. And especially those young dogs, they start making that bond with the other dogs. It's not just, hey, it's Friday night. You're all together. You're supposed to be a team. But the rest of the week, you're just next door neighbors. Right. You know, even 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, or in your instance, like you said, Jared, kennel them together with a broke dog, right. something that's going to teach them good habits. Yep. And they make that bond and they don't forget about your bond with them, but they really put that focus on this is a team effort all the time. Pack mentality. That pack. Yeah, I think it triggers that pack mentality. I had a really, a really good houndsman. Uh, he lost a couple of line dogs, him and I did this last winter, and he bought a couple of new dogs because he needed them. And I was asking him how things were going. He said, you know what? I finally just stepped back and I put, I started feeding all of my dogs together and I started making them get in the box and sleep together for a few hours. Like he's like, I, I wanted them to get the pack mentality really quick because I bring in outside dogs into this scenario. So that concept just got me thinking like, man, you got a young dog there that's probably not real confident, but if it's, if it's really um, attached to that older dog. And that older dog's putting his nose to the ground and working and tr- and and digging a track out. It's like the young dog's gonna be like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah. what's down there? What? Yeah. Where are you going? Oh, well, I've been hanging or, out with you for three weeks every day, all day. Where are you going? Because I'm gonna go there wherever you're at, and just trying to meld that pack together. Yeah, and I think um, a, a young dog can trail a pack of dogs, and I know there's gonna be people like, yes. "Oh, I don't want a dog that trails another dog," but that can be helpful for a dog that gets thrown right. out. To, that has the packs like oh I got I know I don't know where the cat went but I know my pack went this way and at least it gives them the opportunity to get back in the race and so that I I I strongly believe in that pack is like I want mm-hmm. you know I want the dogs to stay packed together you know number one it's easier to to track them and pick them up and and you have every dog at the tree and all that and so it's just easier all around and and I've just seen where I know that the dog's not maybe not smelling the cat or whatever you're chasing. But it's it's smelling its buddy, and it's like, well, if my buddy went this way, maybe I'll go that way too, and and that's fine with me in the beginning, and then eventually you'll see them start, or hopefully you see them start picking the front, and then you know they're working. The you just too. hit kind of what I was gonna go into was this is a classic case and very very good possibility where you can make or break a me too dog in a real hurry because you want them to be there with the other dogs, but not be a me too dog. You know, they need to know that those dogs are in the right place and they can trust them. But 
like Jared's idea of a single dog, you know, or I take those puppies and I turn them out first. They're not going to screw that track up in the first 50 yards. You know, if they are, you can send somebody else in, but make sure that dog at least gets a little bit of a whiff of it. Right. And then watch. Cause like Buddy's saying, they can trail that pack of dogs. That is the best tool they can as these young dogs. Cause they're going to get blown out of races. If you're hunting fast game. Right. And, uh, and I can tell you there's negatives to that too. I mean, there's absolutely sure. negatives that I have. I, I mean, I have a dog that is, I mean, a really nice track dog. Like I, I, you know, I, I don't want to say, Oh, it's the best track dog. And I'll be like it, but she tracks really damn good. Like I've seen in bad conditions, she get, you know, 600 yards away from the, the pack. Yeah. But at the same time, she is so pack mentality driven that it's hard for me to get her to start by herself. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I could probably, I, and I, and I probably should as a houndsman try to do more to get her more independent. Yeah. Um, I have other dogs that don't care and they'll just go, but she's not one of them. And she's one of the better track dogs I got, but man, she really wants her pack. She's, she's looking back like, bring me another dog. You know? Is yeah. that Della? Yeah. I would imagine. And, yeah. I don't know. It's just, she's just quirky like that. And, and I mean, to the point where I've been on the mountain, like not happy. <laughs> like you, you, you see me over there as yeah Uh, i remember those hearing some uh, of those stories and i was like i don't care if i lose i mean i was so mad at her because i mean i had it was just a screwed up situation i found the track myself and i I called the dog and she was the first dog that came to me and i'm like take it and i think she i don't know if she thought i was setting her up or what but she would not go without the other dogs and i was so hot that if (laughs) she's your only one that is not a houndy hound really right i mean everybody else is blue dog red dog she's crossed up yeah like different breeding right yeah she, i mean she comes out of like i mean it's, it's hounds but it's not it's it's kind of that dry ground kind of stuff right so, different style yeah but she's different way different style but yeah it, it's just interesting but anyway to get back to the topic of i you know i don't want to say that that's the only way because i totally you know it's like you you plug one hole and you may have another one that you you pop up somewhere else sometimes yeah, I think, See, you know, I, I think that's why I was saying try to pull all the distractions and get a real good mm-hmm. gauge on what the dog's actually doing. Yeah. Like if you really got if you're if you're hunting six dogs on that Garmin or even eight or ten or five and you're trying to guess what she's doing and she's in the middle of that, who knows, right? Who knows if she's actually got a whiff of the track? Sure. I mean, we live in some pretty crappy dry conditions. So if your dog ate, you're probably not smelling what dog one and two smell. You're just not because it's yeah. just not there. So. I don't know yeah. that that would give me a gauge to go. Okay, now I know some things I need to work on with this with her to make her better. Yeah. Well, awesome. Cody will have to let us know because yeah. I, you know, like he did a good job describing it, but there are like there's a lot of factors here, you know. Um, but yeah, I think, buddy, you <clears throat> nailed it. Patience is all it's going to take. Yeah. In my eyes, consistency and patience. You got to be yes. consistent in what whatever whatever method you're going to go with. You know, you got to be consistent about it, and I think you got to give the dog some patience. You know, and we'll have to get Cody on here down the road for a follow up or something. Yeah, that might be kind of fun. And then if I'm, you know, if I'm being honest with myself, you know, my first question would be, and again, it could be offensive, is what are you defining a solid tree dog? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I personally would not define that as my solid tree dog. My, when I got a dog that I'm like, yep, that dog, is, yeah, she's locked down. She's, I mean, she's not coming to see me. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I just know that I can take my time and, and she'll take some pressure. 
even from dogs running off the tree or doing other things that I'm like, nope, she'll stay. You know, or, or if she does get does get run off for a second, for some other dog barking off a spot, she's gonna go right back and be like, nope, she may, you know, she may go check a second, but I know she's gonna go back and and that's what I personally define as my, as my tree dog. And there's guys that probably got better than I do for sure, but I just have a couple dogs that I'm like, yep, those guys, we can take our time. You know, put your boots on and. And I don't feel like I got to run down to the tree. And there's been plenty, plenty of times that I was like, let's go. We got to go. We got to get to that tree. <laughs> run. So yeah. I'm not judging. I am not judging at all. No, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think the conversation has been judgmental at all. I think it's. Perfect. And, you know, that's where, I mean, this can lead into a whole nother one. We can't cover this, obviously, on this one. We don't have the time, but, you know, tree dog versus locate dog. A dog barking up a tree in my eyes doesn't make it a tree dog. The act of what they're doing is not what makes it a tree dog. If that dog's barking because it hears other dogs barking up a tree, you're still working with just a dog. If it doesn't smell it or realize game's up there, that's me too behavior. And you can't count that as being a tree dog. I think locate and tree is something that can be interpreted a hundred different ways by people. But like that's going to be the real differentiator there. Yeah, yeah. we get some some, uh, and, and I want to get some other hunters on here on our training talks and and some of those intricate details like that. I I really think I'd like to branch out to some, you know, like especially for the locate, you know, some of the the cat guys because that be really cool to hear. Yeah, because dogs even have a different bark for a lo- one locate bark or two locate mm-hmm. bark and then tree, so, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that'd be kind of cool to dive. And into I just that. don't think I have the uh, I don't have the the competency on, on that finite of a detail. You know, right. I want to get some, some, some sure. bigger guns in than, than you I You got to find somebody better than buddy. Yes. There's, <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> not, not, not at awesome. all. Well, let's wrap this one up and we, we got another one we want to do a recording on. So anything. Yeah, Cody, anything? hope that helped. Yeah. Or you can ignore everything we all said. That's I mean, probably the we, safer we choice. Doing this wrong too. <laughs> no but. man, test it out and reach out. Listen to Jared. He's bona fide. No, if you want to, uh, Cody D, Take that for a test drive and then send me a DM on Instagram. We'll figure it out. Perfect.